from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. When you were a kid growing up, did you take pride in your hair? Um, when was I that was, hard? Yeah, yeah, no, it was definitely hard. I didn't, um, yeah, when I when I was younger, right when I got to the correct age to get what we call in the black community a perm, which chemically straightens your hair, I got it. And, mm -hmm. it, and as soon as I got it, I was, I was so happy. Tashara Jones is coming. She will be making a special address speaking about confidence and then fi financial empowerment among women. I'm Sarah Fenske. FrizzFest kicks off this Saturday in Tower Grove Park. It's the fourth annual version of this event. It's a homegrown celebration of natural hair. And joining us today with more is FrizzFest founder, Leslie Hughes. Leslie, welcome. Hi, thank you. Thank you for having me. So, Leslie, you founded FrizzFest soon after you left L.A., mm -hmm. moved back to St. Louis. Yes. What made you interested in celebrating natural hair at that point in your life? Well, um, so, yes, yeah, so I moved back to St. Louis after um, just a hard time I was going through at the moment. Um, I had recently lost my mother, my two aunts, and my grandmother had passed away all in the span of the three and a half years I had moved to Los Angeles. Wow, so, that's hard. Yeah, it was tough. So that's what initially brought me back home. And so just being in like a really down place, um, you know, just having my mother there, she was always my motivation and cheerleader. So I was just like, you know, had a very lack of self-confidence, self-love, motivation, purpose. I had no idea what I was, what, what what was I here for now? And then um, I literally sat down with my brother and sister-in-law and I came up with the idea. Um, I, I initially wanted to just get women together to talk about natural hair because it was something I was into at that time. So I kind of just needed something to keep getting me back going mm -hmm. and you know as we thought about it, I was like oh you know what no let's do like let's do bigger let's do like a, a festival because they have these festivals in bigger cities um things like that more for the um center around the black community and we don't we didn't have anything like that in St. Louis so that's really how it came about and it's really just it actually is just really a celebration of um not just natural hair but of natural beauty and that's inside and out and I felt like if I was going through this tough time I know I wasn't the only one I wasn't the only woman who had lost a mother or child who had lost a mother so I just wanted to kind of inspire others to kind of keep going and um get back that encouragement, get back that love, and start living again, you know? So rather than just do a gathering, you decided to go all in on a yes. festival. Had you any experience planning a major event like that? Not at all. <laughs> Not at I was learning now as I was going. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, we just... As soon as I thought of the idea, I got my dad involved to get all the legal stuff together for the organization and just my friends and family on board with helping me out. And it honestly, um, we rented out a, a small pavilion at Tower Grove Park. And I just remember saying, if only my family and friends come, I'm fine. Like I had no yeah. expectations. And like even from the first year, it was way more. Really? Than I a could lot ever. of people turned out. Yes. And I can ever imagine it was like it was it blew my expectations out the water and and did you know that when you saw that first year the success you had like man this has got to become an annual thing for sure for sure it was such a such positive feedback and 
Um, I just just seeing people come out with some people not even knowing who I was. <laughs> I knew it was something that it was just a true testament that it was something that was needed and necessary in St. Louis. So I of course, got to do it every year. So tell us what happens at Frizz Fest. I, I know by now it's grown quite a yes, bit yes, from yes. those early beginnings. <laughs> so, um, so many things. So we have over 25, about 25 merchandise vendors. So selling a variety of handcrafted, handmade items like jewelry and vegan nail polish and art, clothing, makeup, natural um, hair products, body care products, all of that. Um, We have food trucks and food vendors. All of our vendors are um, locally owned small businesses. Um, This year, a new addition to our vendors is uh, Four Hands Brewing Company. Um, We're very excited about that. Um, We have not had anything for the adults drinking wise. (laughs) This is going to take it to another level here. (laughs) Yes, so that's a great new addition this year. Um, We have um, a stage with live performances. We have Rhoda G. She's a, an amazing saxophonist. We have Little Dylan, who is just a gonna be such a legend <laughs> in the blues singing world. And then we have um, Lydia Caesar, who is um, a soulful R&B artist out of St. Louis. We have a live DJ the entire time, so we'll have music going and line dancing. Um, we have something for the kids. We have a kids corner. We offer free pony rides um, for two hours of the event, and then we also have just activities for them to, um, yeah, just engage with and have fun um, while the adults get to play and shop, too. And then um, this year, we have some amazing community leaders coming out, which is su- just a super proud moment for me just to get our community leaders involved in the support of the mission. When you say community leaders, I understand the mayor's coming. Yes, yes. The mayor, um, Tashara Jones, is coming. She will be making a special address speaking about confidence and then fi- financial empowerment among women. And then we also have Alderwoman uh, Shamim Clark, and she's going to talk about the Crown Act, which um, helps in the, in the discrimination against race-based hairstyles in the workforce, education, all that great stuff. So that's a super that's proud. Big. Yeah, it's a super great, proud moment for us. <laughs> yeah. So you talk about that Crown Act, which bans discrimination on the basis of, of natural hair. Um, that passed the St. Louis Board of Aldermen yes. earlier this year. Do you think that'll make a difference for younger women who are coming up and, and sort of trying to come to terms with yeah. that self-love that, that you talked about being hard for you? For sure, because now they have something to back them up. <laughs> you know, if they're, pla- if they're ever a place in that type of unfortunate situation um hopefully this will help in the having the fear of speaking up or standing up for themselves because um, i know that it does happen a lot um especially in in schools and the workplace so yeah i think it's a very important movement uh, i think it's awesome and then i love how it just ties into frizz fest and we'll have the the lady who helped it all happen here in st louis is pretty awesome yeah so thinking about hair, it feels like so many women, no matter who they are, they hate their hair. <laughs> I'm curious to hear a little bit about how this was for you. I mean, was when you were a kid growing up, did you take pride in your hair? Um, when or was I that was, hard? Yeah, yeah. No, it was definitely hard. I didn't. Um, yeah, when I when I was younger, right when I got to the correct age to get what we call in the black community a perm, which chemically straightens your hair. I got it. And it, mm-hmm. and as soon as I got it, I was I was so happy. I just remember that exact moment after my mom did it and 
her kitchen. I went outside and rode my bike around the neighborhood to show off. <laughs> and every every uh, event, Easter school pictures, got my hair straightened. And it really wasn't, to be honest, uh, I did that for a while. And then it wasn't, to be honest, until really after college, um, I got my hair cut for college graduation. Too much was cut off. And then I could see my natural curl pattern. Hmm. And I decided to just cut it all off and start fresh and from the beginning. And when I did it, I fell in love way more than I ever felt about having long, straight hair. I fell in love. And I at that moment, it was one of the moments I felt the freest. Like, mm-hmm. I really felt like myself. And so I just, it was like a sense of liberation. So that's, that's really what got me so... Um, just really into the natural hair movement and just to inspire others. You know, just however you wear your hair, whatever makes you feel beautiful and comfortable, do that. But also there is a, a sense of freedom in natural hair. And there's a real political side to this that, you know, this is like, uh, you know, how the world wants black women to look yes. versus the way that yes. they look naturally. But it sounds like for you, that came second. Like you almost realized, hey, I like my hair like this. Yes. And then you kind of open to that, that sure. broader picture there. For sure. And I, I just remember just anytime I started a new job with my natural hair, I would wear it in a, a ponytail first or a bun because I just like each job I had to ease into feeling comfortable. You with, didn't want people to judge yeah, your or, hair. Yeah, I didn't want to be, um, I don't know, I didn't want all eyes on me or get the questions that a lot of black women get asked about their natural hair. So I just, I, every every um, workplace I had to ease into that. And I think just trying to push the movement of natural hair and with the Crown Act, we should be able to go into any environment being ourselves and that's what Free Space is about. We create an environment where we feel safe, seen, and celebrated, and we don't have to hide. And do you feel you could do that today? If you started a new job in, say, a very stiff environment, yes. would you go in with with your wonderful hair? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm over that. That's I'm great. over that now. I'm over that now, especially just with um, just Frisbee has gave, given me that, you know, that power, too. And I just, um, I, yeah, I no longer want to hide and I, I want to inspire others to feel like they don't have to feel that way either. So this isn't just Frizz Fest for you. You also started a nonprofit. This is called Frizzy by Nature. Yes, yes. Uh, what does that do? So Frizzy by Nature is really the mission behind that is to encourage self-love and inspire confidence among women. So really, we created Frizzy by Nature, but Frizz Fest is the avenue in which we fulfill that mission. So we're just on a mission to um, just support our women, uplift them, inspire them. Um, We all, like I said, just being in that place, and I know many others have been in a a bad place in their lives, so we just really want to do what we can for our community because that all ties into your emotional and mental and physical health. So we want to do what we can within the community to um, support, you know, support our overall health in the black community, yeah. So Frizz Fest, that happens this Saturday. It's from 1 to 5 p.m. in the west end of Tower Grove Park. I understand you only got the city's official green light in June yes, this year. Everything's yes. been so topsy-turvy yes. with the pandemic. For sure. What's it been like to try to pull together an entire festival in just two months here? Oh, my gosh. Well, we usually start in January. so <laughs> That <laughs> seems a lot more realistic. Yes. It has been a rush, but again, just another example of how Frizz Fest is, I know that it's my purpose, I know it's needed, because everything just fell together how it should, and I I truly believe this is going to turn out to be the best year yet, so, and we've done it three years, so we we have that experience in our belt, and then um, just with the support 
support of sponsors and our community, we've been able to pull it off. And I have I have nothing but great positive thoughts for tomorrow. I know it's going to be amazing. Hmm. So you mentioned earlier, uh, in addition to the adult beverages you're yes. adding this year, there are also events for kids. This is not just for women. No. Are men also welcome? Oh, my this? gosh, yes. Men are welcome. Women, children, um, we... We need to all come out and support each other. We welcome everybody. It's, it's important for our men to support our women. It's important for our women to support our men. And it's important for our children to come out and see these uh, positive images of um, people within our community. Um, and then, yeah, and kids 15 and under are free, and we're only charging $5 for the adults. Okay, well, that's a great sales pitch there. <laughs> uh, this is Frizz Fest 2021. We have details on our website. That's stlonair.show if you want to get more information. You can register online for this event through Eventbrite. And again, that's a link that's that's there on our website. Okay. Um, so it takes place this Saturday. It's from 1 to 5 p.m., the west end of Tower Grove Park. Um, and the west end, where would people find you so there. if you the best way is to enter through the south kings highway entrance we also tell people they can put in the west end picnic site in their google maps but only google maps is the only navigation <laughs> app that will take you there anything else you'll get lost <laughs> right, well this is some important information we save for the end here so yes. leslie hughes thank you so much for joining us today thank you for having me St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. If you learned something new from today's episode, consider leaving us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the easiest way to help people discover our show. We appreciate it. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry— Choosewood.com.